0: What's going on? What's happening? Welcome to Burnt Offerings. We are back and in action. Yes. <laughs> Fucking good night. Kind of a late recording for yeah, us. It happens. It goes. It happens that way sometimes. Yeah, i know. burning the midnight
1: oil. <laughs> but uh, what is is this? I was thinking about this, and I could check, but I didn't want to. Is this our second episode of the
0: year? Or is this our third episode of the year? Dude, I don't even know. Fourth episode of the year? I think it's our third. We're in fucking March. I don't know. I think it's our third. I feel like we should have We've had some shit going on where we had to skip weekends and shit. It's weird. That has
1: happened. That that has been a thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's our third, maybe. But uh, anyway... We are back, and we have a fucking, dude, is this film not the grittiest, like, dirtiest fucking movie you've ever seen? Because to me, this is up there with, like, some, I don't know. This movie's
1: amazing. It's good. I love this movie.
0: No, I'm, I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just like.
1: No, it has that gritty feel to it. I love it.
0: Man, I had to wash my hands after I watched this the first time. It has that 42nd Street. Like in seventies New York, feel to it. Yeah, it's pretty grimy. Uh, it's a good one. Uh, we're talking about the. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Nineteen seventy three. Yeah, originally made like seventy two, seventy
1: three. Didn't get released till like seventy seven. Uh like one of the actresses like tried suing because uh, they used like NYU film students. Gotcha. And she had like a hardcore scene in the movie. And she was afraid that it was going to affect her like Broadway career that she planned on having, so she was suing. Uh, that makes sense because it's pretty intense. Yeah. Uh. And uh, the director uh, didn't know that he even got released until like seventy nine. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. some dude some dude happened to be walking by him on the street and was like, "Hey, man, you're that
0: guy from that movie where they're slinging around animal guts." <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. It's- laughs> Dude, I don't deny it. I don't uh, disagree with you on that because uh, there's some uh, there's some grit. Yeah,
1: dude, it's great. Like it has that like it has the grit. It has the low budget quality of of they overdubbed the lines,
0: and they sync up not even a little bit. <laughs> nope, not at all. They're not even trying to hide it. Yeah, it's so it's so good. Yeah, I mean the dialogue is. Point on, but the dubbing sucks. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. But what did, I say, what
1: did I say to you earlier? It's like it's like they overdubbed it in English, a movie
0: that was like in another language. Yeah, but that's how much it does not match up. Yeah, it's pretty bad. And uh, I, I'm pretty much convinced that the overdubbed voices are not the voices of the people that are in the film. You don't think so? I okay. Well, like the main dude there's no way that's his voice in certain parts of the movie there's like the, uh, he's screaming but some dudes like not screaming over top of him screaming so I just that's him overdubbing his own thing but they did like really bad overdubbed like corrections maybe yeah well I mean he's kicking the fuck out of somebody saying that that's his movie <laughs> Oh, if you've ever... Okay, so Last House on Dead End Street. That's what we're talking about. It's a 73... I Can I say exploitation film? Yeah, that works. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much where it's at.
1: It was like uh, initially... It, w- it was started under like the title of um, At the Door... At the at the Hour of Our Death. And then it ended up getting released as Cougar Clocks of Hell. And then The Fun House and then Last House on Dead End Street.
0: Yeah. And it the end result is a really fucking dark... It's it's kind of a dark film and it has some really intense scenes in it. Like, let's skip past the bad dubbing because that's... <laughs> anyone that sees this movie or has seen this movie is going to catch that right away. But if you can accept you, this you film, film that the dubbing... The, you notice that within the first 30 seconds, motherfucker. I've seen a hundred awesome kung fu movies from the 70s with the worst dubbing you've ever seen but the movie itself was was you know top shelf this is like that this is like fuck the dubbing this movie has some really intense like dialogue even though it's badly dubbed and some really intense gore and intense scenes in like social situations right so I watched this movie halfway through maybe 10 years ago when me and you started hanging out, kind of discarded it, didn't really like think much of it and then revisited it recently. And I'm like, this, this fucking movie is a fucking doozy. Like, there's, <laughs> <laughs> there's like a lot going on and I'm not talking about like a lot going on in one aspect. There's multiple, it's the, balls to the wall, fucking gore and uh, sexual situations and fucking, like, dialogue. This dude's a fucking maniac. Like, literally. <laughs> Terry Hawkins is a fucking maniac, dude. He's a fucking loose cannon. I love it, though. It's good. He's all over the map, man. He is, man. He, he's uh, pretty fucking motivated. He wants to make those movies. He does. And he did a stretch in the pen and got out and decided he was going to make some fucking snuff films to get back at the society that fucking discarded him. And the dialogue that is said over top of the intro to this movie is almost legendary to me because. If there's a certain person or a certain like listener that we have that might feel a certain way, if you watch the first five minutes of this fucking movie, the shit that he says when he's in prison and being released from prison is fucking gold, dude. (laughs) This dude's motivated. Like go to bed, lights out. No, he's free now. He's a fucking free bird and he's going to wreak havoc. On society I love it the premise is great it's great yeah, and it really yeah. is and he really does that in this movie he really does so uh, what like first of all I wanted to ask you when when was the first time you've seen this movie because oh fuck um, I I don't even know I know I I think for me it was like 2012 but i didn't even watch the whole movie i didn't even like finish it i think i fell asleep or something yeah it was before that but i i don't know when okay but yeah it was it was a little bit before that okay but i mean when you seen it the first time it was like it it it, it grabs your attention like Oh, 100%
1: and i want to know i th- i think the reason i first checked it out was the original sun vhs of this goes for a dumb amount of money really does and it was a i want to check this movie out because i got to see what the hype's about yeah and not obviously when it comes to tapes like the movie could be bullshit and the tape's still worth a good like grand yeah i know it's (laughs) fucking crazy right um, but I think that that's what that was my motivator of seeing it was seeing how much the tape went for. And I'm like, I need to check this fucking movie out. And you kind of start once you look start digging into it and you start seeing what it what the what the movie's about. Like now you really want to look into it. Like find out like everybody everybody who was involved Their name was under a pseudonym. Like they didn't know who the director was until like 2000. Yeah. And um what's his fucking name? Um uh, the the dude directed Roger Watkins, in the yeah. movie he went by was it Janos, was the name they used I think in the credits, which led people to believe like oh is this fucking made by like the Mexican mafia, um, is What's this something? like is this an actual snuff film? An actual snuff, yeah. Because everybody's like fake names and shit. Fucking crazy, yeah. It kind of just it adds credence to like and I you you want to fucking check it out. Yeah. And then you see it and it's like <laughs> super fucking grainy like. It is very really like cute. spot like the lighting on it, it's like especially like in the 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 last like 30 minutes of this movie it's like very darks with like spotlights so it's like that high contrast it gives it that fucking feel yeah that like legit fucking like gritty feel
0: to it yep and it's just amazing yeah and on top of that like throughout the movie you get the fucking weird like white spots throughout the it's not we're not talking grainy like a VHS from the 80s we're no, talking it's film like, grain like real to real grain like a fucking film real grain with the cigarette burns in the corner the whole fucking night yeah. and like it's great it's got a fucking real fucking just you know punch to it i love it dude it's got that uh it's got that feel to it, and his,
1: it. his character throughout the movie
0: gold yeah he
1: sold it like so he yeah, sells it well we decided he, he kind of looks like a mix between, like, just Osborne, Rain Wilson, and uh, John Heater from uh, Hot Rod. Kind of blend those fuckers together. And you got uh, you, yeah. you got Roger Watkins.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, is that the guy from Electric Wizard? Like, <laughs> fucking kicking the fuck out of someone? Because he's the director of the film, and that's what the fuck I do. Fuck you. That's my name hey man so what are you doing that's cool you want to drive me to the hospital (laughs) man i was really tripping balls i grabbed my longboard and decided to do some welding and (laughs) (laughs) it's fucking crazy dude so this guy's a fucking maniac and uh there's like dude it's just put the kids in the fucking bed if you watch this movie i mean from the very beginning it just doesn't stop
1: yeah dude he shows up to like meet his friend and his like friend's not there yet and it's like just his wife he's like i'll just hang out
0: for him Mm -hmm. and then like five minutes later he's banging his friend's wife yeah man let him know that terry hawkins was here on a business visit (laughs) yeah fuck you man that's like that's terrible it's so bad but (laughs) it happens
1: and it takes a turn though because he's banging her like consensually like standing up just banging her out. Yeah, for sure. And then they're in bed and then he he basically rapes her, I guess. Cuz he's like choking her a little bit and like she's trying to push his hand away and then all of a sudden he's on top of her and he's just like railing her again. Like yeah.
0: fairly certain he just raped that chick. Yeah. Yeah. And he's not wearing his leather for the first time, the only time. <laughs> the only time whole. he has no shirt on, no leather. Every other time he's got his leather on. Always. With those flared out jeans and the fucking boots. Yeah. That's the only scene we see him without that. <laughs> but, uh, I, uh, I don't know. I, I like this film. I just, I think that other than us covering this film on the episode, I gotta be in the mood to watch it. And it's not that it's a bad film, it's not that it's too extreme because fuck. God knows I've seen way worse and way more extreme but just like, just the feel and the flow of the movie it's like a once in a while like, you know what dude I'm gonna throw on Last House on Dead End Street like, why not, right? It's not like a fucking <laughs> Terror Train or a fucking Friday the 13th six or something I just kinda, I gotta be in the mood to watch it well, That's Okay, all. we're talking about movies that were made from
1: studios as opposed to movies who were made from, like, just people with, like, college actors. Like, let's throw together a fucking script and make this fucking thing. Yeah. I think that's what I'm getting at. I just gotta be in the I mean, movie Yeah, you get, Yeah, you get it. Yeah, I mean, it's always gonna be
0: that way. That shit always has a different feel. It's yeah. always, it's not, it's not gonna be the same thing. Yeah. It was made by people that really wanted to fucking get your attention. Oh, yeah. You know, it was like the way it was filmed. Just the dialogue and just the whole concept of it was like dude pay attention man like this is happening
1: dude what i like is the score they use it's all free like like free to use like public domain but it fits so well
0: did you know harry manfriendini did the score for this movie he didn't
1: he did he probably did the stuff that they used. Maybe. But he didn't do the score for this movie. He's credited. Because the, sco- the score was taken from like public usage
0: stuff I get that it. was available. No, I get it. It, was, it wasn't a major fucking the- theatrical release. Dude.
1: No, what I'm saying, they didn't be like, they didn't reach out to Harry Manfrondini and no. say, Hey, man, do the well, score. This is he's fucking, like, all right, I got you.
0: This is seven years before Friday the 13th. I'm just saying he's credited... Like he was involved in making fucking sounds that happened in this movie. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they just the stuff that they used was stuff that he made,
1: and it, could it was be. free to use. Yeah, probably just it was probably one of those like, hey, you can use this shit, but you gotta you know credit me. But that's Wait. cool. I didn't actually I didn't know that he was tied at all to any of that shit. Oh, you didn't know. So that I he did was... not know that at all. Yeah. So that is, you gave me something I didn't know.
0: Yeah, he's uh, he's credited, um, in the The end credits anyway. Uh, for, That's cool. Yeah, no, it's... I, I was actually surprised. I didn't know that.
1: See, um, I wish I would have known that when he was at Horrorhound. I would have specifically asked him about that. I, You know what? You, you kind of want to? Uh, let me see if I can
0: find it here.
1: I kind of want to because I want to know, like, was it... Now I want to know, like, did he actually have a hand or was it, like, the shit that they use? for for free that he just had to like credit the person who made it and it happened to be Harry Manfredini cause that's
0: that's my guess is that's what it was I'm gonna actually cause I I didn't know that until like recently like uh, 15 minutes ago (laughs) 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 Um, but yeah he, uh, he was credited, so let's see what the fuck uh, happened here with that. <clears throat> um, Harry Manprendini. He's really, I mean, he's on the end credits. I'm telling you. i seen that, and uh, it's not really saying much, so he might have just used, like, Whatever he used for the movie, I yeah, guess. because all the, all the it all wasn't nothing original. Maybe he just of, probably composed it or something and put it, put it together.
1: All of the shit that they used was f- free, like public domain scores. So more than likely, they mm-hmm. just happened to grab new stuff that he made, and it was probably like, a, you can use this for free. You just got to give me credit. Like he didn't. Mm-hmm. I I highly doubt he actually made anything for this movie. They just use stuff that he made and they just had to credit
0: him for it. I will be the first person to say I made a mistake on that. Actually, I thought he was. He's not. It's not showing anything on, online so maybe he was in the credits and he was not. I don't know. Maybe that's not it. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. <laughs> Did you read the name right? Uh, Maybe not. I don't know. We've been drinking since Tuesday. It's Saturday. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, the score is not bad. It's not bad. I thought it was Harry Manfredi. It might not have been. because knows? Because I was going to say, if it was, that's way news to me. Yeah. No, he... Uh, I don't think he was. I think it was something else I'm thinking of. But... Yeah, because everything that I've seen is... They basically had stock music that they used. Yeah. Okay. I thought, dude, why the fuck... I don't know. My brain just kind of fucking went somewhere for a minute, but I don't think he was involved. I thought I'd seen his name in the credits, and it kind of blew my mind a little bit, but it could have been something else. Um, well, we also got
1: to remember that all the names in those credits are pseudonyms. 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 Well, like pseudonames. names. Pseudonyms. <laughs> pseudonyms. So it was a fake name.
0: If anything, if it was there, it was a fake. It was a fake I name. thought I'd seen somewhere. I did a little research. Maybe he was involved in just, you know, the whole uh, nightmares and damaged brain Tom Savini thing.
1: Dude, that like he Harry was like, Man- yeah,
0: I kind of did this, but then like I did Friday the Thirteenth. So in- fuck instead last of Harry
1: Manfredini, Son- Man it probably said like Henry like Man Manzanini. Because <laughs> all the names were fake in
0: the credits. Every yeah. name was fake. Yeah. I can't I can't really think of anyone uh, back in this time being proud of making this movie. Like, yeah, I was in that movie. No, the, uh, the chicks, like, there's a lot of fucking just really bad shit that happens in this movie. No one can be really fucking. You know what I mean? It's like, I get it. <laughs> the scene there's where... There's a lot of bad things that happen in this fucking movie. The, the scene...
1: Where the one guy's screening, like, the movies he's making, and it's just they're watching, you're seeing these, like, 16mm, whatever the fuck they are, like, 8mm. Those old school, like. Yeah, like videos and they're like narrating over it like just bullshitting back and forth mm-hmm. and it's like the chick and then they just push a dog in there they're like oh yeah you know figured add some entertainment and throw the dog in here oh, that's fucking <laughs> crazy like, dude fucking what
0: wow, dude. and then like his wife's getting naked and she's like oh that's your wife yeah she's beautiful you should throw in some more movies <laughs> oh, <what> the fuck? <laughs> they're trying to sell home like dude on the fucking like you should make horror films dude it's like yeah he's trying to sell home, like, you're a fucking weird one man I'm like yeah <laughs> Just like the uh, exchange between like people like involved in making movies, you know. But the one, you know, what the one scene in the dialogue that killed me in this movie, in a good way, was when he's laying with the chick in bed and she's talking about the the scene. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? And he's like, she's like, man, you like strangled that guy. You know, yeah, that looked real, and he's like, "Yeah, man. Well, it fucking was." You know, (laughs) she's like, "That's not funny." He's like, "I'm not trying to be fucking funny," and just gets up and leaves. Like, no, I killed a motherfucker on film. Fuck you. I'm out. (laughs) That's. (laughs) I was like, "Damn, dude! What a cold-hearted motherfucker!" Like, he's making snuff films. This is what he's doing. You know.
1: I like. I think what adds to it is the sense. Like, I mean, we've all seen even then, like just legit straight horror films like people getting killed fucking exploitation films mm-hmm. but the scenes when they're making their movies has like an art film style to it mm-hmm. and that just adds a new fucking level of like this is fucking weird art film oh they just straight legit killed this dude tied to
0: a pole <laughs> yeah I know and it's just like a freelance like You know, you got to think of the time that this movie was filmed and the status of filmmaking and just the overall, like, view of filmmaking at the time. Yeah. They were really pushing the envelope of, we're just a bunch of fucking hippies that are killing motherfuckers and filming it. You know, it's just, like, weird. It's, like, a fucking intense thing, dude. Well, it has,
1: like, it... it, uh, Was it Watkins himself?
0: I think it was Watkins
1: got... Uh, inspiration. Yeah, he, he, it was him because he, he did the directing and the writing. Read the Manson family stories. And that's where he got the idea for this.
0: Okay. So, well, that, it's, I mean, yeah. it, it makes sense. It's very tied into that. Absolutely. There's a fucking insanity, like, from start to finish. It's just a fucking... It, you know, I mean, it's... To, like, maybe someone... 20 years younger than me this is gonna seem dated but if you watch this film dude it's pretty intense like if you accept it for what it is like when it came out this is fucking intense could you imagine seeing this in a at a midnight viewing in 75 like what the fuck people weren't ready for this shit it's almost like the last house on the left like it just blows you back in your seat like people are being killed on camera like and we're making this is art
1: like, you, you can look at this movie that way, where it's like, if you viewing this in, like, the late 70s, the effect it had on people. But even take somebody now who doesn't really watch horror movies or only sees, like, newer, polished horror movies and have them watch this. I think it would still have an effect on them. Because it's kind of like, you don't see this type of grayness no. now. No. Even Not like
0: independent film stuff, you don't see this grittiness, things are way too polished, yeah yeah this this would never pass now. there's no fucking way. It's cool too, because you see shit like this and you're like this this will never happen again, you know what I mean, like it's a good thing, yeah, it's a good thing because we're never gonna see anything like this again but when it when it was a when it was a thing it really fucked, like it had an impact on like i mean fuck man watch us just watch the fucking movie and just tell me what you think because like i remember the first time i seen it and when you're raised, when you when you grow up watching like the big franchise horror movies like you're not ready for shit like this <laughs> you're not ready to see fucking people hacked with like no, it's when you're crazy. like a, when it's you're like a kid nuts.
1: and you see the stiffs like this for the first time, when you're used to just seeing all the stuff that gets like thrown on like MTV or like uh, HBO and whatever, yeah, yeah, and like when you don't know, you don't at that point you don't even know shit like this exists.
0: Yeah, no, this is you know, and it's cool that you like find it eventually. I don't know that any you know everyone's gonna enjoy it, but yeah, I don't know. I want to say that one of the cinema wastelands we went to, Fred Vogel was there and he had Mm -hmm. a copy of this at his table.
1: I have it. It's the anniversary edition.
0: So I'm right on that. Mm -hmm. I do remember that. I was like, okay, because we hung out there for a minute at the booth, at the table. Yeah. And uh, I think that's when I bought my Mortem shirt and my Mortem DVD. And I did see this clamshell on the on the table yeah it's the anniversary
1: edition and when i first got it um in the vhs i think if i remember correctly i have like a sculpt of the mask like to do with the beard sweet and then yeah and then there's something else and i haven't opened it it came in like a sealed envelope and it was like numbered but i can't remember what it was it was like years ago and i still have it but i've never opened it (laughs) So I can't remember what it is. Well, that's fucking cool. Should probably open it. I don't know. It's something. I don't fucking know. But yeah, it was like an anniversary edition.
0: Damn. I do remember seeing that. I. It was like one of the first wastelands I went to.
1: It was like the 35th anniversary or something like that. Yeah. If I'm if I'm counting right. Of the movie. Yeah. yeah. I got that, and I. Uh, <clears throat> I don't have an, I don't have the OG, Sun VHS or the Barrel DVD, which actually the Barrel DVD is worth a pretty penny now too. Yeah. But I got that and another VHS of it. That's cool.
0: I do remember you having a VHS mm. or a DVD of this movie. I have two VHS of it. Yeah. And I think you bought you might have bought the one from Cinema.
1: Maybe? Uh no, I bought it from Fred. I think I got it at uh Horrorhound
0: though. Okay. Maybe that, oh I seen the same one at cinema. Yeah, I think, I think he still had it. Okay because that was like one of the first cinemas I went to and I remember seeing that on his table and I was just like in awe that Fred Vogel was hanging out and I was like dude this dude is like the fucking mecca of disgusting terrible cinema like you know I think he threw me I
1: think it was at that wasteland he threw me a copy of Penance because I think I told him I was like yeah I was like I got the the massacre collection on VHS I was like I think I'm missing I was like out of the DVDs I think I'm missing Penance and he was just like here, <laughs> he just gave it to me. He's like, "Here you go, fuck
0: man." It's like, cool. God, August Underground. You know how long it's been since I've watched any of those. It's I'm like, gonna guess the 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 uh, the sure whore
1: Hound when you fell asleep to him. <laughs> I fell asleep to Mortem, and I was out crashing parties and meeting like meeting man. the forty
0: ounce guys. Yeah. yeah, let's do a shot of whiskey, and that was the end of. T- <laughs> Like, I'm going to stay
1: here. I'm going to lay down for a minute. I'm going to watch this. I'll meet up with you later. Yeah. (laughs) I'm eating, like, cheddar cheese combos. The sun's (laughs) coming up. I come back in the hotel room. Steve's still asleep.
0: Listening to Electric Wizard eating cheddar cheese combos, watching August Underground Mortem. (laughs) Like, fucking. You might have come in like five times. I didn't even know. I no, was I, fucking out of it. I dude. went looking was, for
1: Ashley because I'm like, well, "Where's she at?" And then I met like that's when I met James from Forty Ounce. Yeah, and then met Brandon from Forty Ounce, and we just started crashing parties, and, and then we breaking onto the roof, made our way up to the roof, <laughs> and I pull out
0: my knife to like get us into the so roof. So pissed. I woke up the next morning <laughs> to some stories. I'm like, "What the fuck did I miss out on?" But I remember I was really super stoked on grabbing up uh, fucking August Underground Mortem. I was like, man. Because like long before that, I seen... I can't remember what fucking movie. Maybe it was Cannibal Holocaust or something. And I, I was intrigued. I'm like, this is fucking crazy, right? So I looked up online the most disturbing movies that I could find. And Mortem was number one. They were like, if you you know like Cannibal Holocaust was like number three and Mortem was number one so it was like a specific person made their own personal list and I'm like well fuck dude if Mortem is more crazy than Cannibal Holocaust I have to see this and just lured me down a fucking trail I'll never come back from I'm fucked for life now. you know what I love about those lists (laughs) because when you first start getting into like horror movies and you
1: Like, you want to try to, like, find more stuff. You kind of... You search shit out, and you come across those lists. And when you're new, you're like, oh, shit. I haven't seen, like, any of these movies. Like, these movies have to be fucking nuts. Yeah. And then, like, five, eight years down the road, and you're, like, a grizzled veteran of, like, horror film and finding some random shit online, Mm -hmm. and, like, you're on lists now. And then you come across those lists again, and you're like, what the fuck are these? Like, who made this
0: list? Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Like, fucking... Amateur hour. Like, did an
1: eighth grader make this list? Yeah, fuck you. But when you first come into it,
0: you're like, "Hey man, these fucking movies." Because like, you don't know about it, you're like, "What the fuck?" This was like t- 2009. I seen this list and it was like Pink Flamingos. Never, never seen it. Never heard of it. It was fucking Happiness. Never seen it. Never heard of it. You know, it was a legit list. Now looking back, and Mortem was number one, and I'm like, "Well, what the fuck is this?" Yeah. And I went on a search looking for it. And it wasn't until we went to that Horror Hound that I found a copy of Mortem. Never seen it. And order number one, when I purchased that DVD, was to go back to the hotel room and watch it because I had to see it. But that was like, so alcohol fueled. So fucking fuck you. I'm doing a shot of whiskey. I'm gonna go back to the hotel room and watch fucking August Underground Mortem and fucking eat cheddar cheese combos and drink beer and I fell asleep like 15 minutes into the fucking movie but I own the copy now and I can watch it anytime (laughs) I want but then I realized there was actually a trilogy and to this day I haven't seen Penance. No? I haven't. Shit, I think you put it on once but we weren't paying attention we were hanging out partying whatever. I've seen the first one and then Mortem I don't think I've seen Penance. Have um,
1: have you ever seen Red Sin Tower? Red Sin Tower. I don't think so. It was uh, another uh, toe tag picture. Fred Vogel picture. Massacre released it. Well, they, really? They, they did a release of it, yeah.
0: I don't think... No, man. No. Not at all. It's worth checking out. Well, fuck yeah. I'm intrigued. Let's do it. I don't know. Uh, Fucking... I just remember, like... The uh, the August Underground films, and then uh, do you, you know? To be honest, I got distracted when I discovered those movies because you started fucking around, and I seen Fetus, and that was. I mean, if it, I, I don't know how to say this, but like if anyone's ever seen Fetus, like like that's the the envelope was being pushed by man (laughs) i seen that (laughs) that we had fucking i started getting because you you know you're my friend and you were pumping out these fucking releases and shit now and then you know i met lewis in the massacre video and i just started finding these fucking films and i'm like what the fuck and then my buddy jimmy i think might have went slightly overboard with that shit I think because he started getting like really into like like death tapes cuz we went to that uh uh tape worms mm-hmm. at the rockery and he bought like 150 dollars worth of fucking death tapes from Tony Salomone. That was a everything's a blur at that point cuz Jimmy was still <laughs> drinking at that time and we were partying all the time we were like fuck it you know, it was like the equivalent of the Siskel and Ebert 1981 uh, fucking episode that they did where they're like, oh, you know, people get around, they, they, they party and they, they, you know, they watch death tapes and these like <laughs> films and they, they, they party and they celebrate like this, you know, massage, you know, just like this fucking horrible shit that you, you know, whatever. That's what we were doing. Yep. It was like crime scenes, <laughs>
1: dude. He'll, he he hasn't in actually probably a handful of years, but he used to hit me up and be like, dude, you
0: need to sell me those your death press VHS. Yeah, oh the death, pr- yeah. See that was a thing, and uh, oh like caught you on, on camera, stage, fucking deaths and shit. It was like it got real for a minute there. And uh, Annie, a uh, long time ago, was like in school to become a registered nurse. So I convinced her that we had to hang out and watch Faces of Death because this is what she's going to be fucking dealing with. And we talked about this the other day, and we could not, you know, the funny thing is we could not find any of the Faces of Death at that time. We found traces of death and the knockoffs. Okay, so we watched those, but most of them were like, uh what do they call that where you know uh like shooting uh yeah like uh, executions executions like by you know shooting yeah. or
1: like a well third- the trace of the death is just like amped up face to the death with a metal soundtrack
0: yeah, we found something, man. We, we we rented, like, three of them. There was, like, at that time, I think there might have been one or two video stores that were still kind of open. Did you find, like, banned from TV? Yeah, I think that might have been what it was. It wasn't even fucking Traces of Death. It was, like, banned from TV. It was, like, the closest thing I could find. I'm like, all right, let's get those. And we got a bunch of fucking beers, and we, like, hung out. And I'm like, here we go. And it was just a bunch of fucking, you know, uh, being burned at the stake in third world countries and like shot shooting uh what the fuck do they call that man executions firing squad firing squad okay yeah no that's what i'm looking for (laughs) dude most of it was like firing squad like a bunch of cats that were like fucking tied with like blindfolds on and shit and we watched all that and i'm like yeah whatever and then, lo and behold, three or four years later, I'm watching Pink Flamingos and Happiness, and I'm like, this is fucking my life now. And Dude, next time I hang out with Ann, I'm popping in uh, Death Press. Let's do it. <laughs> hey, nothing she hasn't seen before. Oh, yeah, at this point. No, trust me. No, she's. I've heard stories way worse than the movies we've watched that she's seen. So she's she's good, <laughs> I promise. <laughs> But uh, yeah, man, um, to get back on track, fucking Last House on Dead End Street kind of fits in there with some of the more intense films that I've seen, whether they're Faces of Death, which is half real, half fake, or whatever, August Underground Mortem. It's, it's a fucking disturbing movie, man. Dude, the last 30 minutes of this film, it's basically
1: is the film for the yeah. most part. No, I agree. Yeah. I mean it has its, it has its its moments before then, the shit. But the last 30 fucking minutes. Especially
0: when they kill Homeboy's wife yeah. on the table. <laughs> How drawn out is that scene? Because that lasts forever. It's like are you talking about the fucking hacksaw? Like, Yeah, they chop her up and fucking rip her guts out and shit. Fucking Christ, there's like intestines and shit. You gotta keep in mind, everyone listening to this episode, keep in mind, this is 1973. Motherfuckers are not ready for this. Yeah, <clears throat> This is way before Faces of Death. This is way before the sat. No, this was during the Satanic Panic, but that was all like a cult um, I wouldn't say, no, like, Satanic Panic was more in
1: the 80s. Like the real satanic thing was like yeah, more but of the
0: all 80s. those movies in the seventies though, like Mark of the Devil. Well, yeah, they had like those movies, but like, yeah, <sighs> dude, I mean, no, come on, no one was ready for fucking what. No, I'm, I hundred percent agree with that. You like, weren't is, ready for that th- shit, th- man. There, yeah, there wasn't really. I mean,
1: there was Last House on the Left, which the reason it got named Last House on the Dead End Street was they were trying to cash off of that. Yeah,
0: and, no, that makes sense. Because that, dude, I no one was ready for fucking Last House on the left. I don't give a fuck what you say. Yeah. You've seen Psycho. You've seen Night of the Living Dead. And then you go see Last House on the left and you're fucking. Dude, how do you go home and go to sleep after seeing that, like, at that time? Because everything that we've seen never happened when they went and seen that for the first time in 72. Like, that's pretty fucking intense, and this movie kind of pushed that envelope a little further, and it wasn't as well known, but if you dig this movie up and look at, you know, watch it, you're like holy fucking shit.
1: Oh yeah, especially it when you get its main error, its main like, uh, viewing was on like 42nd Street, like so people legit did not know like, it wasn't like this big fucking release, it was this fucking undergroundish fucking movie and everybody had a fucking pseudonym and they didn't know what the fuck they were seeing mm. if it was real if it was fake yeah <laughs> and it's hard that it is like we keep saying like oh back in that time like this was fucking crazy but it's kind of hard to put yourself in those shoes seeing the shit that you can see now so it's really hard to imagine what it would be like to see a movie that had, like, graphic content to the level that
0: you have never seen before in a movie. Yeah, because there was... Before that was concepts. Peeping Tom was a concept of a guy that filmed people dying. Yeah. This is someone, someone being fucking dismembered and disemboweled with rusty, dull fucking sharp instruments. Like... This is 1973, so I personally, I can fucking actually like mentally put myself back in a time where I wasn't even alive and just try to imagine what it's like to be in a movie theater because at that time this is pre-VHS, pre-VCR. You had to be in a movie theater with other people watching this. How many people threw up? How many people fucking left? How many people were fucking appalled by the fact that this, someone would actually put something like this to film? Yeah, there's, like, claims of, like, riots and whatever. I don't I don't doubt it.
1: I don't buy into it. A lot of, like, especially in the 70s and shit, there was, like, mark, <sighs> PR hype, marketing hype, that type of thing.
0: It had to be, though. It had to be at that time. This is... 11 years before fucking moms are protesting outside of movie theaters because of fucking Santa Claus killing people. This is fucking like you go to see a movie and what you see is nothing you've ever seen before. Yeah. I love it. It's great. No, yeah. Amazing. Amazing movie. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Back on track. It's excellent movie. Uh, do you have a favorite scene? Because, like, I don't want to say kill, because this is not really a slasher or, like, a body count movie, but... Yeah. Do you have a favorite scene, like, a favorite scenario? Because there's some weird shit that goes on here. There's some weird shit, but I'm gonna say probably my favorite,
1: um... It's... It's... Uh, it's kind of too on the nose, but it's the... That... It's a scene with the wife getting killed. Just because the... Everything involved in that scene, the overall feel of that scene, the way it was shot, the look, everything on that, just, it has, like, that, it kind of has that feeling of, like, Tumbling Dolls of Flash, like, the chick getting disemboweled and getting, like, hacked up on the table. Fucking, the new American guinea pig movie kind of is, like, the same way, like, it's a chick being cut up on the table. And it's just that whole contrasting of the black background with the white sheets, with the fucking stark blood, and, like,
0: everything on, adds to that scene. On white. Yeah. And clear mat like, on white, yeah.
1: Everything just adds to that scene. I get it. And then then they're just, like, swirling around her fucking guts. Yeah.
0: Is it, like, can can you see, like, the... Like the breeding ground for audition and like movies that came way after that kind of with the with the scenes like that where it's yeah, like this a,
1: movie this movie, whether it was directly or whether it was this movie influenced this movie, which then influenced this other movie mm-hmm. this movie influenced a shit ton of fucking movies going forward,
0: yeah, the one that really stuck out was audition. You know, like the, just the torture, like the fucking, that that whole scene that you're talking about. Like you you watch audition and you're like, man, like something before this had to have happened to inspire somebody to film a fucking extended 15 minute scene of someone sawing somebody's fucking foot off with a piano cord. Like there's gotta be like, (laughs) you know what I mean? It's like, always forget about that movie. That's great. It's great, and then Ju-On
1: and like, you Dude, know, you got your uh, Audition's, a, pit, like audition's you, a good movie to fucking tell give people who are like kind of like entry level first wanting to check out like fucked up shit
0: because there's multiple facets of fucked up shit that goes on in that movie. I agree. It's it's uh, it's all good though. It's all good stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, this I think this was might have been like the one of the first. Real underground, because like Last House on the Left got a major theatrical release when it came out. Yeah, yeah. This one didn't at all. It wasn't even no, known. It sat
1: on fucking shelves because yeah, of a, for a like lawsuit like, seven, eight eight years. for like yeah, like yeah, it's like like what is it came out film seventy three got released seventy seven. Mm-hmm. So
0: you know man, it's just the thought of that and then what came after it, yeah so this is like, to me, this is like one of the one of the groundbreaking movies to as far as like gore and like exploitation and like pushing the envelope of like what people can handle and what should be in film, this is great. Supposedly there's a um,
1: uh, three hour cut of this movie Really? Um I don't i as far as I know as of yet, it still hasn't actually been like found, but well, there's like a three hour cut under the title uh the one that it's actually the one titled uh, Coup Clock of Hell damn, and I know I remember talking to Lewis years ago that I wanna say, and I think it they're still working on it or they released i did a like, kind of like a smaller release of it until they get better elements. I think Vinegar syndrome has the rights. To it now, well, and they think they released a D uh, Blu-ray of it or a DVD of it at least, but it was kind of like, I think it was it was either a special feature on another disc, I think yeah. if I'm remembering correctly, because they don't they they kind of are working with the elements they have now, but I think they're getting better elements or waiting to get better elements or find better elements before they do like a full extended its own release, but I think it was either like a special feature on some or it was one of their double feature discs or it was something,
0: but it was recently released I think by them. Well, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. Um, A three-hour, could you imagine? The three-hour cut? I've, I've been
1: interested since I've heard of it.
0: Well, yeah, me too. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. I mean, uh, but man, I got to give it up for uh the Terry Hawkins character. Because he really fucking nails it, you know? Dude's a fucking psychopath. He you know? plays it well. He does. And, uh, I don't know. Overall, this movie really has uh, everything that you would want in an exploitation film from the 70s, and it's got good gore. And, uh, even though it's badly dubbed, the dialogue's not bad. Yeah. And uh I mean, you got to at least watch it once. It might might not be your cup of tea. But if you're into extreme cinema and you're into extreme horror or exploitation films, this is definitely up there, man. You can find the same shit in like those weird like gory exploitation like kung fu films from the 70s that had heavy gore and like badly dubbed whatever. You get the same you Give it a whirl once, check it out, man. It's free right now. It's on Tubi. Yeah, it is. It's it's streaming free on Tubi. Check it out, man. If you get a chance, uh, it's worth a watch. It might not be your cup of tea, but I I would recommend maybe just kind of like taking a fucking stroll down, down that lane and seeing if you know maybe that's for you. And if if it is, then you're in for a world of fucking. Wonders because there's movies that came out after this that definitely complements this one very well and has more in-depth and better shot, better dubbed uh, quality, you know. Absolutely. Uh, that You know, so I just wanted to, yeah. So Last House on Dead End Street, definitely check it out. That's what I would say. Uh, same boat. Love this movie give it a whirl yep so on that note anything else you want to add about this movie because Uh, the only I think last thing
1: is uh, the very end there's like an overdub about how they got caught and they're serving time and blah 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 yeah that was added after the fact by the distributor which pissed off fucking pissed off Roger Watkins when he found out very true because I don't, and I agree with them because if you get rid of that and the way the movie ends, it would have been a much stronger ending. The feeling of it would have been much stronger without that overdub. But the distributor like wanted wanted it to be
0: shown that they got caught for their crimes. Type yeah, the thing it's like yeah, well, stupid. I mean, maybe that was for their own protection at that time because they're like, dude, people are gonna fucking freak out when they see this. So <laughs> yeah, they got caught. They're done. They're not. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, definitely, that's uh, that's a uh, interesting fact. I didn't know that until you told me, but, yeah. They closed the movie out with a dialogue that they got caught, and they're done. Yeah. No more of that, so. Last House on Dead End Street, 1973, check it out. Yeah, yeah. What you been up to, man? What you been doing? Been up to shit, doing shit well give me something good give me something juicy what have you you been doing man what the fuck man how's work working um,
1: shadowing a new department with the actual like uh, dev team yeah got my whole shit set up my local environment and whatnots and uh getting my first tickets to actually start doing dev work so yeah I mean good stuff that's cool should hopefully uh, my plan is uh to move to that team that's cool. I'm not doing this shit for shits and giggles. I actually
0: want to get the fuck out of the team I'm on and get on that team. If anybody knows that, it's me. You've been fucking working hard to get out of the current and into the, uh, you know, forward. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I hope it pays off. It will. Um, You've been listening to anything fucking, I don't know, what, what have you been jamming, dude? Shit. A clusterfuck
1: of a shit ton of stuff. Yeah. Just trying to think. Let's see. I I'm just gonna think off top of my head what I've been jamming lately. Um, there was some "World Burns to Death." There was
0: some um, "Severed Head of State." Oh, stop it! <laughs> Fucking love that. I have not heard that in so long. Yeah. "Severed Head of State." Good stuff. Hammering of the nails, right? Yeah. The uh, Anthema Device that album fuck that well I was left with the ending of that album that oh, is in my memory hammering forever hammering nails dude the actual yeah. <laughs> but the
1: whole album is sick dude yeah Let's see it was uh, thrown some motorhead throwing some dust um, excellent yeah chaotic discord some bastards from was it Finland um, I don't know Guka, which is like uh, old Japanese, like raw punk band with killer drumming. Definitely worth a check out. Um, I don't know. Then I found this station on a or his YouTube channel that I've been kind of fucking around with. He updates just like punk demos and releases like on a pretty regular basis. If anyone wants to check it out, the, the channel's No Deal. Like, the shit he posts and the frequency in which he posts is kind of mind blowing. <laughs> nice. But that's what I've been doing.
0: That's what I've been listening to. What about you, man? What's going on? Um, I, I, you know, it's so anticlimactic. <laughs> what I'm gonna say, but I've been listening to nothing but hair metal. <laughs> yeah, dude. You, uh, you sent me kicks. <laughs> and uh. <laughs> Don't close your eyes, man. Okay, listen. 1988, blow your fuse. Okay, I heard this <laughs> <laughs> I heard this album when I was fucking working with this dude when I was like in my early twenties, and he was all about hair metal or eighties metal. But it wasn't like maiden or priest, it was like kicks and bullet boys and uh <laughs> bullet boys. <laughs> <laughs> smooth up in you. <laughs> so I've been jamming kicks and Crocus uh, and you know it's some Grim Reaper um, other than the fucking you know see you in hell I, I dig that band you know whatever and uh, that's, that's what I've been jamming dude uh, a lot of maiden uh, a lot of fucking priest obviously and uh, I'm gonna say this and I don't care at this point how it's going to fall on your guys's ears but I'm calling it right now Ozzy Osbourne is going to die this year. Well okay. Yeah. I think uh yeah. <laughs> so I'm not going to drag this out. I'm not going to make a big thing out of it. I just I predict that before 2021 we will be without Ozzy Osbourne and that sucks and I'm sorry. I'm going to make a prediction. Okay.
1: There's going to be a winter this year.
0: That's the same level of prediction that you just made. (laughs) I just got this weird feeling that, like, I'm going to wake up sometime before January 1st of 2021 and I'm going to be flooded with uh social media post that Ozzy Osbourne has died and if that's the case which i think it's going to be uh that sucks because i've been telling people for 15 years that if anyone from the original black sabbath band dies i'm going to lose my fucking mind but i think that's going to happen
1: okay here's the thing he dies what song are you gonna see plastered most on your feed that people have been posting? Probably the worst ones. I think it will be "Mama, I'm coming home." Okay, well, there's that. I, mm, I just see that's gonna be the. You gotta think. You gotta think.
0: The people. You got a broad spectrum. This one. That's gonna be the song that people post majority. I I would agree with that. Mama, I'm coming home. Yeah, that makes sense. Me, it will be "Under the Sun." Uh, volume four or Spiral Architect from Sabbath Bloody Sabbath I just have a feeling and I'm going to leave it at that I've been jamming uh, (laughs) you know I'm going to post that song he did with Post Malone because I feel that's his strongest work maybe the fucking Lita Ford song I don't (laughs) fucking know (laughs) It's going to suck, dude. Listen, man, I don't want to fucking be pretentious, and I'm not trying to be cool. I just, it's unfortunate, and I just see it coming, and it's going to fucking happen one day, and I'm going to have to face that. Wait, let's, let's pump the brakes here a minute, Steve. How is you predicting Ozzy Adborn's death being pretentious or cool? <laughs> hey, I'm not... <laughs> I'm trying to tell you now that I'm not trying to be that way. What I'm saying, how would that come across that way ever? I don't know. I don't fucking know. Everyone has like... Like, if I were to predict somebody's death, I don't think anybody would be like, you're just being pretentious. Well, fuck, if a guy's fucking on his deathbed and someone's like, he's going to die soon, they're like, oh, you're a pretentious cocksucker. (laughs) Well, okay, Ozzy's not on his deathbed. He's good to go. It's just I just have this fucking weird feeling that this year, you know, I I think it hit me after Neil Pert died that, you know, it's nothing is sacred and Ozzy's in bad health and he canceled all his tour dates and there's something that's not being said and he's going to die this year and... I don't want to bum anyone out, party on Wayne, but it's going to happen so, this is his year. Yeah, this is it. This is it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Uh <laughs> So, um before it does, he's still alive. All the four original members of Sabbath are still alive, so I'm good to go tonight, you know. Uh but that's <laughs> uh I've been jamming a lot of that uh like, you know, the uh, Aussie stuff from the 80s and not the stuff that everyone jams because I don't do that. Yeah. But uh Yeah. It's just you know, like Hair Metal, Maiden, Priest, Grim Reaper. That's what I've been jamming, dude. For sure. For I did sure. some I did some of the usual stuff that I always I'm not even going to I'm not even going to say what I've other than that what I've been jamming cuz just everyone knows what the fuck I listen to, so <laughs> there's that. But uh <laughs> I wanted to get into what do you what what have you been watching? Like movies or shows? Like
1: fuck, nothing
0: really. Honestly, man, I wish I could say the same.
1: I watched like I mean I, I checked out the new High Fidelity show. I, I'm intrigued. I liked it. I liked it enough. I like the book. I like the movie. Give the us shows
0: uh, give us an idea of what what that is because what you told me sold me on it and I had no idea that this is was a
1: thing so it's basically if you've seen the movie that came out with John Cusack it's that yeah but it's uh, I can't why I keep blanking on the chick's name man
0: it's the chick from the Cosby show
1: yeah the one with the uh, dreads and she was also in a
0: different world
1: yeah 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 yeah. that chick okay um she was married to Lenny Kravitz they had a daughter Zoe gotcha. Kravitz. Zoe mm-hmm. Kravitz in the show plays Cusack's character she owns a record store cool they're in New York now it's in Chicago and in the book they were in London um and it's just her you know on the record store shit happening going through a breakup yada yada but it's cool I dig it it's you know what? I got to you hear know, like I got to hear them blasting "Holiday in Cambodia."
0: So that was kind of fun. Sick. Well, you, you told me about it like two hours ago. We were hanging out, yeah, and I was like, "Dude, really? This is a thing?" Like, you did that to me bef- twice, yeah, uh, in the past with hmm. the with the uh, Cobra Kai. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the uh, Jean Claude Van Johnson thing <laughs> that you fucking <laughs> dropped on my ass. And I'm intrigued about this high-fidelity thing because I love that movie. I haven't seen it in a long time, but it's great movie, and the concept that you pitched to me about the new series is great, so I'm going to check that out for sure. I do have Hulu, so that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, <laughs> you guys know from, like, months prior that I'm, like, updated in the digital age I have internet now so i have like streaming fucking availability i can watch like hulu and fucking shutter and all this shit and that's awesome i'm gonna check that out but um with the streaming thing going on i've been watching all the original twilight zone episodes i mean i've been overdosing on these fucking things man nice some of them i've seen a hundred times but some of them i haven't it's cool to like update on that (coughs) cheers and uh the Roseanne thing here and there. Yeah. Kinda faded away from that, but I went through a weird binge session of Roseanne like four uh seasons of that. Been doing the uh uh Cheers thing and then the Twilight Zone and I don't know, like uh Sleepaway Camp. One, two, three. I've watched those three movies. Twice each, two weeks, multiple times. Fucking love them, dude. Got into a conversation with Anne about, like, she she had never seen the sequels. I'm like, dude, you've never seen Sleepaway Camp 2 or 3? She watched them, loves the second one, doesn't really care for the third one.
2: I'm
0: like, dude, listen... <laughs> Sleepaway Camp 3. (laughs) I could go on forever. But I told her, and I will tell everyone here, that I like the Sleepaway Camp movies in order of how they are. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The first one is definitely the best one, no doubt. Uh, The second one is great, but it's not as good as the first. And then the third one's great, too, but it's not as good as the second one. But they're all great. I just like them in order of how they go. That's it. You know. Uh, that's all I've been watching, man really. She's just letting Angela's just letting her know that she has great breasts. yeah, and right that now. good girls don't have to show it off. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that alley. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget to run and tell Angela. maybe that will sent me home. <laughs> <laughs> These fucking movies have so many fucking slanders that are so horrible especially the third one like it's rough to like <laughs> hear what they say in the third one it's like <laughs> yeah but you know we had a fucking dude okay i'm i'm going to leave it at this me and jared had a fucking 45 minute conversation about 3 hours ago about just that like you don't say shit like it's not good and like <laughs> Sleep Boy Camp's full of that <laughs> Whatever, dude. Not good. <laughs> but, uh. Sleep I, Boy was, Camp 3, dude, they have a character straight up named A I know. <laughs> I, I can't even bring myself to say that word. But. She is, and she's clearly not Arabic. Asian (laughs) chick named Arab. Yeah, but like, let's. Can we have a moment of silence for Riff from Detroit? Because he is my favorite in the third one. (laughs) Riff from Detroit gives no fucks, and he's one of the last ones to survive because he's Riff from Detroit, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking. I mean, dude, he's fucking what? And he fucking puts a gun in her face, he's like <laughs> what? <laughs> I fucking riff from Detroit, like, hey, man, we caught all the fish. The least you could do is clean him. He's like, man, fuck that shit. <laughs> and they're like, you know what? Leave him alone. <laughs> he's in his tent <laughs> listening to his tapes and shit. I fucking riff from Detroit all day. So I've been watching those. They uh, get
1: like the whitest white people to be like the, the like upper class. Like people, like, deserve <sighs> to get dropped
0: from a flagpole. He's Mexican. <laughs> yeah, like, what the fuck? What? <laughs> it's so dumb, dude. Yeah, but the it's all good, dude. The first three sleepaway camps, great. Uh, that's all I've really been watching. Uh, just banging claws and jamming hair metal. That's uh, my week and a half. I've
1: been going
0: heavy on the whiskey which is cool I guess you're still doing the JP Weisers yeah, I still had that I still had that fucking fan of that I tried it and I don't want to try it again because it tasted kind of good and I'm afraid that that's not going to be good so uh, enjoy that it's really good whiskey actually JP Weisers I'm going to plug that shit um, it's, it's good whiskey it's smooth but before we uh, kind of wrap this up, I think. Yeah, I got. Yeah. I, I just want to point out that really good, quote, unquote, buds of ours put out a fucking sick video. Uh, was it today? Yeah. Or yeah, yesterday, yeah. Got, technically, because uh, it's like fucking 2.30. It 2:30. last night, yeah. Uh, shit Life, Zach and Chris from Detroit. Sick Grind Band uh, made this really cool music video. Uh, I would like for our listeners to check it out. Yeah, definitely. It's really cool, man, the way they put it together. It's an animated video. It's an animated uh, video. From what I heard
1: from Zach, it was made by the drummer of Cannabis Corpse. Which makes it
0: even cooler. Yeah. Uh, I would definitely highly recommend you check it out. It's it, Dude, it's like a minute and a half. Yeah, it's short. I mean, even if you don't like the music, whatever, the fucking video's cool, the band's cool, the two dudes in the band are fucking radical to the maximus. I fucking love those guys so much. I want to see that. I'm so pissed I missed Carnivore and Sheer Terror uh, the other night. I will see Shit Life again soon. I know it. But just YouTube, Shit Life, Rain in Buds.
1: Actually, I think Song,
0: Raining Bud.
1: Raining Bud. Yeah, the, the album's called Rain yes. In Bud. Yeah, but the it's... Song r- with the video is called Raining Bud. Raining Bud. Bud. Yeah. And if you see, like, a fucking, like, animated cartoon-looking thing, that's the video. Fucking yes. watch it.
0: And uh, they're really good fucking dudes. And, man, there's very few bands that can grind like those guys, man. I seriously, dude, I'm not even trying to be fucking funny about it, dude. Those dudes are fucking the real deal, so check that shit out man and um you know i want to do this uh mitch from mold problem check his band out uh mm. you know uh, yeah good bud of ours um loves horror movies and he's in a pv band mm-hmm. uh called mold problem they got a show coming up with uh shit life soon yep, yep maybe next week or is it Shit life, needle, no mass. No mass. Like a week or two? Yeah, it's like whatever. Uh, yeah, it's coming up Yeah, uh, soon. Check out mold problem, fucking shit life, uh, raining bud, as in the uh, marijuana I'm going to smoke in like fucking seven minutes. Um, got these Oreo lemon cookies, brand new, hot off the press. I'm going to eat those later. Oh. Uh, <laughs> But uh, that's all I have to say, man. Uh, It was an awesome episode. Definitely check out 1973, Last House on Dead End Street. Excellent exploitation film. Lots of gore, lots of fucking just debauchery, just nudity, grimy, fucking wash your hands and rusted chain kind of stuff. Anything you want to add, man?
1: No. No, I got nothing. I don't care to tell you guys anything. Cool. Cool. That's
0: Jared. What? <laughs> <laughs> if, if, for some reason, you want to contact us, Jared will tell you how to do that, yeah? Yeah, if you guys want to contact us, you can go
1: to uh, burnofferingspodcast.com. You can email email, email us at yeah. contact at com. <laughs> you can go to uh, burnofferings underscore podcast on Instagram. You can go to... Burn On Offerings underscore horror podcast on Facebook and you go to uh, Burn Offerings underscore uh, Twitter or something like that. Yeah. Uh, you just, you just search for us. I can't remember which, where Twitter name is. Like, too many people got our name locked down for no reason. Yeah. Fuck those people. There's people that got to, like Burn Offerings and they haven't posted anything in like 12 years and the yep. last thing they posted was like something from the
0: Bible. Like let that shit go. Dumb shit. Let my people go. Like 2010 you <laughs> smoke mids Fuck you. (laughs) So fucking we're signing off, man. Thanks for listening, guys. Man, we'll check you next time. Yeah, see you guys. Later.